Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network Podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now let's get into today's teaching. Everyone, welcome to our weekly Bible study. This is DeCoy Green, and I greet you all in the precious name of Jesus. Welcome to those who watch live on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, on Periscope. Those who are watching a replay broadcast or listening to a podcast, again, greet you in the precious name of Jesus. I'm going to open up in prayer, and we're going to jump right on into the word. Father God, we give you name, glory, honor, and praise. We thank you for this day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for the word that shall go forth on today. We know it shall go forth and accomplish what you set up to accomplish in the lives of these, your people. Let the word take root in our hearts in the name of Jesus that we will apply it to our lives. We thank you for opening our eyes of understanding, oh God. We thank you for continuing to uh, uh, lead us on a path of righteousness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for continuing to uh, reveal the deep mysteries of the kingdom of God unto us. Uh, speak to me and through me, O God, in the name of Jesus. You be glorified. You be magnified. Your glory comes upon this Bible study. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. All right. So a quick recap of uh, last week uh, as we were still on uh, Defeating the Demonic Strongman series. Last week was part 11. Uh, we talked about canceling illegal sacrifices, uh, how, of course, uh, the strongman wants us to make illegal sacrifices because, again, they know the rules and around with the spirit. So they try to find ways to legally attack and legally hold us back. And so illegal sacrifices, of course, uh, can actually be made unto God uh, if we had the wrong heart motive. So we talked about how those illegal sacrifices uh, could give any legal access, how we could be making sacrifices unto God. But if we had the wrong heart motive. The enemy can come and take that harvest. Uh, etc. And so we talked about Cain and um, how sin was waiting for an opportunity to grab hold of him. If, if and all, all he had to do was, uh, of course, God rejected his offering, but all he had to do was repent and, and get in right standing and God would have accepted his offering. But of course, we know uh, what happened was, you know, Cain ended up killing his brother, etc. And so again, just talk about the importance of understanding um, what an illegal sacrifice is and how the enemy can use those illegal sacrifices uh, to try to gain legal access and to steal <clears throat> and destroy. Uh, but anyways, you missed last week. Make sure you go back and watch that replay. All right. Uh, so today we're going on a part 12 of our series, uh, Defeating the Demonic Strongman. So we're on the back end of this series now. I'm uh, going to be wrapping it up soon. Uh, but uh, but part 12 again, uh, today we're going to talk about strongman uh, uh, on the bloodline or strongmen on, on the bloodline. And, and so we understand, of course, that uh, firstly, Satan always uh, assigns a strong man to the bloodline. Satan always assigns a strong man to the bloodline. So put, put in that perspective. Um, and so so the strong man is responsible for causing as much trouble and problems in a family as possible and to keep generational curses going. They want to destroy our families. They want to destroy us. They will try to get as much as they can. Try to stop as much as they can. The good news is that God has also raised you up as a godly strongman on your bloodline to shut down the works of the demonic strongman. And so this is sure to be a big fight. 
for the simple fact that in most cases, uh, the demonic strongman has been on the bloodline for countless generations. And the good news is that you can say, as far as you were concerned, you saying that, okay, it comes to an end and it's not going to impact any other generation. That it ends in your generation, that it ends now. As a godly strongman, you can do something against a demonic strongman who's trying to keep your family in bondage, who's trying to keep you in bondage, etc. So, so again, putting that uh, in perspective. <clears throat> All right. And so, uh, in most cases, uh, the demonic strongman uh, uh, assigned to your bloodline is the first, is the first to have attacked you because they already had a legal right through your bloodline. So that's typically the first one who who you encounter when it comes to demonic attack is the strong man. Whether the strong man made the call, the strong man is the one who sent a demon to attack. But either with a strong man, uh, it's the first, typically the first one to to try to gain access to us because of what was already on the bloodline. And so this is why your role, your role as a generational curse breaker is so important because you can pray in war to ensure that it stops here and it does not impact future generations. That it does not impact future generations, right? And so, uh, and so, of course, it's going to take prayer. It's going to take strategy because the strong man has been rooted so long on bloodlines. So just because things don't appear to be changing right now at the pace you would like, don't give up. Don't you be discouraged by that? Because again, the the the, the blood bloodline strongmen are some of the most powerful uh, uh, and strong strong men that you will face. It's because they've been empowered for so long. They've had so many sacrifices offered up to them for so long. So they, 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 they've been empowered. They've been strengthened. And they were able to keep the sin on the bloodline and the curses activated on the bloodline for various reasons that continue to strengthen them. However, it doesn't matter how long they've been on your bloodline, how long they've been connected or assigned to your family. You will come with eviction papers. Collecting what that tenure is finished in your family. Their tenure is finished on your bloodline. And they think that just because of the things that took place on your bloodline, that they're going to continue to, to rob you and attack you. They have another thing coming because you're now standing your ground as a godly strong man, as a godly strong man, not shrinking back, not backing down. Are you following me? As a godly strong man. Not shrinking back, not backing down. Put in perspective now, but we have to understand our role. Remember, you have demonic strongmen from Satan and then godly strongmen as children of God. And that puts you in position on your bloodline in your family to change your trajectory of the direction Amy was trying to have your family go in. Completely shifting it. But yes, that fight may seem big because, again, that strong man has been rooted there for so long. They've been there for a long time. So, so they're not trying to go with, without putting up a fight. They've been there a long time. But that don't mean that they're not going to go. That don't mean you can't force them out. But it's you being in position, you being on post. You being in position, you being on post. Big difference. So it's no shrinking back. No backing down. No turning around. 
you are a godly strong man and you can do something to what the demonic strong man is trying to do on your bloodline. And so the strong man, of course, brings accusations against our bloodline, against your bloodline based on sin, transgressions, iniquity, etc. And 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 we hear those terms, but it's it, it actually has it's all sin, but it has different meanings. So it all falls in the category of sin, but but there's slight differences. So in Hebrew, uh, sin means to miss the mark or go wrong, error or mistake. And in Greek, it also means to miss the mark. So when sin is committed, we're missing the mark. That's why Apostle Paul said, I, I, I press toward the mark of the high calling Christ Jesus. I, I, I'm trying to hit that mark, continue to stay on the path of righteousness. But again, sin means to 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 miss the mark or go wrong, error or mistake. You understand that? And so. So when we talk about the transgressions, I'm just showing how the strong man tries to go to the courts of heaven to try to use all this stuff against us. And that's why, again, we keep showing up in the courts. We have Jesus Christ, our advocate, defending our case. But we still have to show up and do our part. Right. All right. And so. When we talk about transgression, our uh, transgression means defiance. Doing something to spite God. Rebellion, revolt. So transgression is knowing of sin. It's a pattern of sin. Some people who got so upset with God, okay, well, God, if I can't have that, then, then I'm not going to, if, if this don't happen, then I'm not going to do that. As though we're hurting God, we're hurting ourselves in that, that, that process. But but that's transgression is is total defiance, doing something to spite God. Rebellion, revolt. Remember, scripture says that rebellion is as the spirit of witchcraft. So rebellion is a form of witchcraft. Under the witchcraft spirit. So when someone transgresses, they're in total defiance. They're revolting. They know they're sinning. It's a pattern of sin. So the strong man, the strong man wants to keep, wants to create a pattern of sin. The strong man wants to create a pattern of sin on your bloodline. That's, that's what they want to do. Put it out in perspective. And so if they can keep this pattern of sin going, and that gives them more room. To operate that empowers them to continue doing what they've been doing. It's like move, counter move. So the enemy, that's why that you may know certain family members when you're like, okay, they've been living in sin. Just have no sin conscious, just doing whatever. But you still pray for them. But the enemy will try to use those transgressions to keep it going on the bloodline. But you as a curse breaker, you can do something about that. And so we get from transgression to iniquity. Iniquity is unfairness, injustice, wickedness, or repetitive sin without repentance. So we go from transgression, which is defiance. It's, it's a, a pattern of sin. Iniquity is repetitive sin without repentance. So this is a sin that is passed down bloodlines from generation to generations. It was passed down because repentance from the previous generation didn't occur. And think about some of your family members who 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 passed away, who may have believed in Christ, but didn't live a saved life for most of their life. 
They may have known to do better and had some slight desire to do better, but for some reason, one way or another, they lived in repetitive sin. They lived in transgression or iniquity. And if they didn't repent for those actions, it could easily be passed on to the next generation. And those demons, the strong man, will continue to look to keep that cycle going. They will feel they can continue to stay in the bloodline, on the bloodline, until someone arises to cancel it once and for all and repent for the iniquities of previous generations or even the current generation. And you have family members right now who swim in sin, diving in sin, sleeping in sin. And you can do something about it to where the enemy can't use it against you. So you have the ability to repent for your ancestors, for your family members. We do it all the time in the courts of heaven. And it's not something that you have to do every day. But it doesn't hurt if you do do it. So you have the ability to repent on behalf of your ancestors. And definitely print, print, repent on behalf of your current family members because you don't know what sins they may be co committing. This, this, this is part of preserving a bloodline. They can see bloodlines can keep going on and on and on, but if, but the enemy laughs if they know they already have that bloodline on lockdown. So so we want to preserve a a pattern of holiness, of submission unto God, on our bloodline. And that goes back to your prayers. That goes back to your prayers. You could do something about it. And so Satan hates family because he can't have family. He has workers, but not true family. Family was created even before the church. That's what we also talk about a church family. There's some who are closer than blood because family is not always just blood. Covenant also creates family. Covenant. Covenant. A covenant can create a family. Family is part of covenant. That's why we brothers and sisters, you know, Christ is the, the body of believers. Christ is the big brother and we're the first, he's the firstborn of many brothers and sisters who will come after him. We're part of the family of God. The family of God. So, so you have the ability to repent for your current family members, your, your, your ancestors who already gone on, you can stand in a gap for them. And I know you have some of them that, feel like, that it seems like it's hopeless. But don't you stop praying. Because your prayers don't fall to the ground. There's some family members who are straight under God's grace because of your prayers. Because you kept them, you holding them up because of your prayers. God remembers them because of your prayers. We was I was referenced a lot. When God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, the only reason Lot didn't get destroyed because God remembered Abraham. And that was, and Lot was Abraham's nephew. When it comes to your bloodline, your family, God remembers you. And I know some of you, for some of you, it's hard because some of them did done you wrong. Some done say some things, done hurt you, done 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 you wrong in all type of different ways. But it doesn't stop you from praying for the family, repenting on behalf of the family, because God will remember them because of you. Because you're faithful, because you're on your face, because you're standing in the gap, you're interceding, you're praying. God remembers you.
You can't afford to stop praying because the enemy wants to try to use your bloodline to get to you. And because they know when you're on post, they're like, well, if I can't get to you, who can I get to to try to get to you? So that's that the strong man is crafty. They know who you are. And the strong man knew who you were. Someone when you went right in the womb, they knew certain things about you. Don't know everything. But they know the curse breakers when they show up. They recognize it. They see it. That's why they don't attack you. They don't wait till, you, till we're born. They try to attack us in the womb. They recognize who you were. They recognize certain things about you. And been trying to fight you at that your whole life to try to prevent you from ever walking fully into your destiny. To try to get you from, from realizing your full identity. To try to beat you down, wear you down. Till you too tired and worn out. To continue to move forward. We just accept whatever and you start cursing yourself. And they use people, they use family members to try to curse you. Family members to try to bring you down. Because they're trying to destroy the whole family. It's a cycle. It's a pattern. But you have to recognize it and know you can do something about it. You're on assignment. And again, there's some demons against specific assigned to families and bloodlines. They're generational demons. And some generational demons try to have spiritual marriages with other generational demons to keep your bloodline in bondage to whatever it's, it was holding over you. This is why, again, covenant is important. Who you hang around with is important. Who you connected to is important. Who you listen to is important. Covenant. Remember, the strong man is always looking to, to, to try to form an ungodly covenant. To try to bring us out of covenant with God. In certain areas in our lives. They want us to violate our covenant with God. Don't you know that the enemy, the strong man, knows what it takes to violate a covenant with God. Of course, Satan knows. That's why he got kicked out of heaven. So the strong man ultimately wants to get you to violate your covenant with God through Jesus Christ. They want to get you to violate it. Because they know automatically that gives them a legal right. That's why in the garden with Adam and Eve, what happened? Serpent came. Adam and Eve listened. Sin entered. Covenant broken. They were disobedient. They didn't obey the instructions of the Lord. And then Adam tried to put it back on God. Well, the woman you gave me, gave me the fruit. But Adam, you were right there with her. Why were you silent? That's why scripture says Adam was not deceived. He made a choice. Any thought, I tell you this many times, any thought independent of God is sin. Any decision independent of God is sin. That violates covenant. The enemy, the strong man wants you to violate covenant. They, they want us to violate covenant. 
They want to try to get you to say something, to curse yourself, to find a legal right. But guess what? The same way they're trying to do that, we can take it to the courts on them too. Because they're a total abomination to the Lord. They're in total violation always. You can take the enemy to court just for them violating God's laws. Because all they're doing is going to court to heaven and try to, try to bring reason why we violated God's laws, knowingly or unknowingly. Well, even though they didn't do it, but look who they connected to and they're in covenant with them. So technically, now I can come on and, 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 and get access there because they're violating covenant here. They're in disobedience here. They're in sin here. So you take them to court. Lord, then just judge them in violation of all your laws. Touch not my anointed. I'm your anointed one. I'm here to bring your will on earth, your kingdom. They're trying to stop it. I'm trying to walk in obedience. They're trying to cause disobedience. I'm serving you. They're trying to set traps for me. They're hating me because they're trying to get back at you. All they do is violate God's laws. So you always have a case. See, the enemy has to try to find a case on you. You got to understand, the courts of heaven is set up in your favor. The enemy is always trying to find a case against you. Trying to file a grievance. But guess what? You always have a case against the enemy. Did you hear me? You always have a case against the enemy because they're in constant violation of God's laws. Constantly. That's an advantage. They need to find something to try to find something to try to get something on you. We always have something on them. Always. Because they're in constant violation of God's law. Ain't no demon about to get saved. Now, which world of sorcerer has opportunity to get saved? God desires that no one perish, but there's still some perishing. Hello? And, 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 and let, let me paint a picture for you. So you got to understand that the enemy, uh, they're big complainers. They, 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 they're big complainers. Now, what you got to realize, this is just this hit my spirit as I'm seeing here, that there's even times, which is funny to me as I'm seeing this, there's times when the enemy goes to the courts of heaven to try to file a grievance against you. Tabba, you sitting in too much fire. You using too much of those spiritual weapons. And trying to fight. That's why there's, there's, there's a real such thing as a frivolous lawsuit. And I told you before, sometimes they come with just frivolous things, trying to find an opportunity, see if it's going to work. Well, maybe maybe we can get a little leeway. We, we send this, bring this here. They literally go sometimes crying about it. Filing agreements against you because you sent in too much fire. Think about when Jesus came, what they say, what they say. They was like, have you come to torment us before it's time? Have you come to torment us? Like they ain't even ain't, greet them. They, just like, what you doing here? We know you who you are. Have you come to torment us before it's time? All they, all they saw Jesus was, was torment. All they could see was Jesus torment. 
Jesus torment. Have you come to torment before it's time? And they summon them going right to the court of heaven. They're trying to torment us before it's time. Why are they sending all this fire and using all these weapons? Well, you know that they came from this lineage and technically we had them because of this and that. And you know that this person's uh, child and they look at the, the sin on this bloodline and from the ancestors and, 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 and why this one right here is sending all this fire. No, they shouldn't be able to do that. I should have more rights to them because it was on the bloodline. Now they're repenting for those ancestors. No, that's not going to work. So that so they go extra time. They, they that's when they open up book. What can we find? What can we use? What, what can we do to get them upset? What can we do to get them frustrated? What can we do to get them curse themselves? Yeah, trust me, they, they be moaning, groaning. I've I've dealt with them for a long time. So it's all making sense when the Holy Spirit dropping this in my spirit. Because even in deliverance, they 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 come out big and bad, and then I'm sudden, oh please, please, no, 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 okay, I'm sorry, please, please, just stop, stop, okay, please, please, okay, no, no, okay, I'll talk, all right, please stop. They go from being big and bad to then scary. So yes, yeah, sometimes they will go filing a grievance against us. It's frivolous. It's not gonna hold up in court. And sometimes they do that. They try. They're just trying to buy time. They're trying to buy time. They're trying to buy time because they understand the laws of God. They understand the legal system in the, in, the, in the courts of heaven in the realm of the spirit. Will you think some of the the whole court came from on, on earth? It was a court in heaven. There is a court in heaven. Courts in heaven. There's laws in the realm of the spirit. And Amy will try to buy time. Well, please, can you give us a few minutes? We, we have some information. We're going to go gather this information and we'll bring it back to you shortly. And so they're going to try to try to gather up something on you. It's real. But the thing about this, what's funny is you always have a case against them. Number one. They're in violation of God's laws. They're trying to bring cases against you saying you're in violation of God's laws. They're trying to bring court case against your family saying your family's in violation of God's laws. But you always can go because they're always in violation of God's laws. Something to think about. Put in perspective. Let's go to Deuteronomy 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. Verses 19 to 20. Deuteronomy 30 verses 19 to 20. It's an honor and a privilege to know that our enemy sometimes goes to the courts of heaven to bring grievances against us. But, of course, they don't want you to know that. They don't want us to know that. Because they don't want to see that they're losing. But they are. They are. Sometimes they go in the course of heaven talk about, why is that heavenly host always out there? Why are they always sending that heavenly host? We can't get to them. Please, please understand. We see it in scripture. Now, this is a fresh revelation right here now. I'm, I'm working through it. Think about when Job, when Satan came at Job. Remember, Satan was like, does God, does Job serve God for nothing? He, he, that one, and he, and he came more than one time until he finally had a legal right. So he was bringing frivolous lawsuits, trying to like, okay, let me get to Job. I mean, Job. I mean, Job serving. I mean, you think he he's just serving you because he love you? Yes, he is. But again, Satan was sowing seeds, 
And finally, he had a, a, a right. He said, okay, he's got pride in his heart. And I told him this many times. But even there, Satan was pretty much pleading, let me get, let me get at uh, Joe. But he didn't have no legal right until he finally had a legal right. Same thing with Peter and the disciples. When, when, when Jesus said, Satan has asked for you. He's trying to bring a case against you. He, he asked for you because he wanted to sift you as wheat. He's been asking for you. But eventually he did finally go right. Pride in their heart. They're debating amongst each other who's the greatest, etc. So, so the enemy still goes to the courts of heaven to try to come up against us even before they find something. They're, they're pleading. Can we? Hey, I should be. If, if you know. This it, one reason to praise God, even if it's stuff you hadn't seen manifest. For the simple fact of matter, if you knew how many things the strong man has gone to the courts of heaven about you about to try to get access to you, you you you'd be falling out right now, slaying the spirit. My God, gone, done. Jesus, oh my God, they tried to do that. They were gonna do. They wanted to do that. They want to do that. They asked to do this. They asked. They asked for this access. They always asking. Trying to find frivolous lawsuits, frivolous grievances. Well, you know, if I get access to them, you know, they're going to curse you. You know, that they're going to choose this. They're not going to really have discipline to trust you in this. Like they're always trying to find something. So what I'm showing you is that. The strong man. Don't just go to the courts of heaven about your family. They try to go to the courts of heaven about you. Try to connect you to any sins of the family. Try to do all these different things to try to find whatever they can to try to gain access. Grievances. And guess what? You too can file a grievance against the enemy. Just for them lurking. Just for them being around. Just for being in your vicinity. They don't have territory. Agreements trespassing. Oh, I can take trespassing charges. Hello. And definition of grievance. Uh, a real or imagined wrong or other cause for complaint or protest, especially unfair treatment and justice. An official statement of a complaint. Over something believed to be wrong or unfair. Agreements. And then also from the, from the, the legal perspective. Grievances are, are based on upon a violation of a law. Violation of a term in an employment contract. Or violation of a past practice. So grievance are based on upon a violation of a law. Once again. The enemy's always violating the law of God. Always. Always. Also, agreements from a legal perspective, uh, a complaint due to injury and justice or wrong. Has the enemy done you wrong? Has the enemy done your family wrong? Has the enemy done any injustice in your family? You can file a grievance. You can file a grievance in the courts of heaven. Hello. Even even in, in employment. 
It could be a, a, a complaint from an, an employee uh, to the employer because of some type of dissatisfaction, dissatisfaction in your pay, expectations, the work environment, some type of violation of some type of agreement, a grievance. You can start filing grievances in the courts of heaven. Against your wicked enemies. A grievance in the courts of heaven. What they try to do to your family. What they try to do on your bloodline. You can file a grievance. Right there in the courts of heaven. Deuteronomy 30. 19-20. New King James Version. Says. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today. Against you. That I have set before you life and death. Blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life. That both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice and that you may cling to him. For he is your life and the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give them. And so in this passage here, we find Moses. He was explaining to the Israelites that they had two choices. And he even made it simple for them. What to go with. God gave us simple choices, but it's only when the flesh is loud, the flesh is in control, that the choice seems difficult. Life or death? Yeah, we want life. But we can say we want life, but our actions need to line up with it. We have to stay seeking God. And Moses even helped them see what they needed to do. If we choose life, we need to cling to God. You want to choose life? Cling to God. Hold on to God. And going back to the bloodline, the choices you make today is going to impact the next generation, future generation on your bloodline, good or bad. So we need to make God choices. What is God saying about it? What is God's thought on it? And in this passage, we see generational blessings and we see generational curses. Heaven and earth are witnesses to the decisions that we make. Some folk think they're doing something no one sees. Heaven knows. Heaven and earth are witnesses to the decisions that we make. They're witnesses to what the enemy's trying to do. That's why God gave us jurisdiction, the power and authority to handle it. He told us to rule and subdue on earth, not that he's going to rule and subdue on earth. And it's some family members who made the wrong choice, but you can make the right one. If your ancestors chose death by making covenants with demons, it gave those evil altars power in your bloodline. You were sent as generational curse breaker on your bloodline to overturn, renounce, break those evil covenants. And yeah, there's demons, which wall up source is going to fight you on it because they want to keep those evil covenants going. So they can continue to, to, to operate on your bloodline. Those evil family altars I've taught them before try to to program your destiny. They, those altars try to alter your destiny and try to enforce those evil covenants when you were even conceived. So the enemy got a head start against you because of what previous generations did or didn't do. Then you're fighting a far greater warfare than previous generations. Because you're not just fighting the stuff in your generation. You're still fighting stuff from previous generations. 
Hello. But you're equipped because now you know what you know. So you can't say that you don't know. You're not an ignorant generation. You now know what's operating against you. You now know the weapons you have to combat it. Let others talk. Let others say what they want to say. Think, oh, that's too deep. Oh, that's too much. Oh, I'm a child of God. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. I don't, it, it don't matter about no demons and no witches, no warlocks, all that. No, there's all that stuff. Y'all talk about that dog stuff. No, no. Just love the Lord. Okay. Let, let, let them say what they want to say. You don't bite the bait because you understand you have a role on your bloodline. Yes, the enemy is going to try to fight you through your own family because they know you're one of the curse breakers. So, of course, they want to shut you up. Of course, they want to discourage you. Of course. Absolutely, yes. You, if you're married, yeah, you, you pray against the evil altars and stuff on your spouse's bloodline, too. Absolutely, two become one flesh. Because now you're dealing with two bloodlines. And I've ta taught on this before about the bloodlines and how. Especially even you, you you come in covenant, you married, then now you you didn't just marry into with this person, you married to whatever was on that blood, his bloodline or her bloodline as well. Whoever this your spouse is, you 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 married into that bloodline and whatever curses on that bloodline, now they're trying to bring you in covenant too. And so yeah, you have responsibility to stand in the gap. Because now you're connected to that bloodline through adoption, through marriage, whatever the case would be. It's still connected to you. And so you have an ability to come up against all that and cancel it, but you have to understand your role. You can't afford to shrink back. You can't afford to be quiet in the spirit. That's why the enemy spent so much time trying to get you to shut up, trying to hold you down, trying to get you caught up in lies. Try to make you just be done with your family. But yeah, some you got to feed them with a long hand and spoon. You, you ain't got to be around all the time, but you can definitely pray. You do have to guard your space. You 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 gotta guard your space. No contamination, because you have a responsibility. It don't matter if everyone else in your family don't quite get it, understand it. It don't change your responsibility. It don't change your role as a curse breaker. So you have to guard it. And sometimes it is like, okay, well, I can't hang around like that, which I can't be around. I love you, but I got it from a distance because I, I can't I can't allow all this toxicity to pull at me. And the Lord will give you instructions on what to do, how to do it, what it looks like. But the point of matter is understanding your role. The enemy wants to try to shut you up. They want to shut you down because of your role. They didn't just find out who you are. When you find out you were the curse breaker, the enemy already knew you were the curse breaker. One of the curse breakers. That's why they came at you the way they come at you. They want to shut you down before you can even get started. They hate that you know what you know now. They hate that we're having this conversation right now. Oh, well. Oh, well. You're being trained up, equipped up as a warrior to conquer. And you get in the same way that your ancestors, some ancestors uh, forfeited some, some generational blessings, that gets to fall on you. We always talk, but the curse is coming. But guess what? You get them blessings that come with it, too. Generational blessings. This passes what generational curses and generational blessings. So if them generational curses was passed down, 
and you could break generational curses, how much more would a general, generational blessing that will forfeit it? That now you get to celebrate, you get to you get to receive. It has to land somewhere. And, in, and if the enemy's been holding up all those years, guess what? You continue to pray in war and get strategy, then you're going to break through those walls. And then not, you're going to not just get what rightfully belongs to you. You're going to get rightfully belongs to your ancestors who did not get to enjoy it, who did not get to receive those generational blessings. It now comes to you. You can activate unclaimed blessings. Again, going back to the courts of heaven. You can activate unclaimed blessings. That were forfeited by your ancestors because of their disobedience or by simply being out of position or because the enemy found legal rights to steal it. Just by you being obedient to God. Gives you a right. To what your bloodline is supposed to walk in. So God's given us the weapons to win. We just show up. And seek God for strategy. And we show up, guess what? We're guaranteed victory. How we got to keep showing up day after day after day. The enemy's showing up day after day, night after night, trying to come to the courts about us. Well, you know, if this right here, you see, you see they're thinking about doing this right here. See, I got them to think about that and they're entertaining it. I mean, it gets, I mean, it gets down to the silly stuff. And thank God, God is a just judge. Like, no, that's frivolous. No, that ain't gonna work. No, no, no. And so it gets into, and again, it goes back to, you know, he said, choose life. Choose life. Choose life. And we guarantee victory. We keep showing up. And it goes back to repentance. And the New Testament word for repentance means to change your mind or purpose. Change the inner man, especially in reference to the will of God. It means to think differently afterwards. Old Testament means to turn back or return. So what is true repentance? We're repenting for our sins, repenting for our ancestors' sins, repenting for sins by bloodline. What is it? It's turning back or returning to Christ. Returning to the new covenant that Jesus Christ has with us. It's being reconciled back to God through Jesus Christ. It's changing our minds from the law of sin and towards the, to, to, to the grace of God through Jesus Christ. It's crucifying this flesh. This fleshly will and turning to the will of God. And again, you can repent for the sins of your bloodline. Turning back, returning to Christ. Changing the minds. Changing the inner man. You can pray for the souls of your family members. That their inner man is changed. You can take that to the courts of heaven. So when you're saying I repent in the courts of heaven. On behalf of my bloodline. On behalf of my ancestors. Those I'm connected to. It's saying Lord change their mind. Change their inner man. Reconcile them back to you. 
That's what that's saying when we, when we repent. So it should help you to look at it differently when you take that to the courts of heaven. For your bloodline, for your family, for whoever you connected to. Whoever you stand in the gap for. Lord, I repent on their behalf. Just judge that you will change their mind, reconcile them back to you, change their inner man. Repentance. Repentance. And you as a curse breaker, you have the ability to do that. Not just for you. That's grace. Grace. Let's go to Judges 2. Last passage. Let's go to Judges 2. Verses 7 to 12. Judges chapter 2, verses 7 to 12. And it's Judges 2. 7 to 12. New King James Version. And it's Judges 2, 7 to 12. It says, So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died when he was 110 years old. And they buried him with the border within the border of his inheritance at timnath Herez in the mountains of Ephraim on the north side of Mount Gash. When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord, nor the work which he had done for Israel. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. Verse 12, and they forsook the Lord, God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt, and they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them and they provoked the Lord to anger. So we see in this passage, Joshua died. His entire generation had died. And there was another generation that arose who did not know God or the work that God did for Israel. Think about that. God brought them out of Egyptian captivity, slavery, 430 years. And after all this time, all of them died off. And there's a generation who didn't even who, who didn't even acknowledge it. Didn't even recognize what the Lord had done. So they began to follow false gods. And they abandoned the true and living God. And we know that Joshua and many in his generation passed the baton, but somewhere along the way. It was dropped by someone for an entire generation to miss it. And it's one thing if it just said there was a total rebellion and they knew, but it says that they didn't know God. One generation, several generations was so blessed. Then we see a generation that was so cursed. This different generation began to raise up their evil altars, worshiping Baal. Violating covenant with God. 
It gave the strong man and the demons under his control freedom to cause havoc. And there's some hidden altars from past generations that we too much destroyed through prayer, through warfare. Any evil altars stolen in operation on your bloodline needs to be destroyed. You can pray in war until you see complete change on your bloodline. And what for certain is, you can start seeing change in your bloodline or even your blood, uh, I mean, in your generation or even the generations after you, the children who's come behind you. The younger generation, you know, they have to be your own kids. You can start sowing seeds in them and their lives. That what even some of the stuff that took place in your generation, they won't ever have to fight those battles. So we come up against those evils, we come up against those plans of the strong man. God's giving you responsibility as a curse breaker. Again, what you do will hold a lot of weight for generations that came out, come after you. So you have responsibility. I have responsibility to keep moving forward in God. Pass our knowledge, our wisdom, our knowledge, information to others who will eventually take our place and continue the family legacy. You can create. And remember, family goes back to covenant. Goes back to covenant. Because it doesn't mean that just because this is going on your bloodline and you're going to stop praying, but it also doesn't mean that God can't redeem the time and, and still giving you more family. Added bonuses onto your family. That's not physical blood per se, but still family. Still part of the family of God. Because of covenant. Because of covenant. Put that in perspective. So we have to keep moving forward. It's our duty to give that next generation, current generation, a head start. And whatever curse the enemy had on your family won't get past you. It ends with you as you face it head on and destroy it in Jesus' name. Curses, curse, whatever. The strong man on your bloodline must go and you are one of the curse breaks to ensure that happens. You will be prosperous and successful and whoever replaces you one day will keep the legacy going. And you are already prosperous and successful because of you carrying Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, being in the DNA of God, having the kingdom of God in you and it being activated in you, unlocked in you. Hello? It's right in front of you. The decisions you make today are generational decisions. Repeat after me. The decisions I make today are generational decisions. Say it again. The decisions I make today are generational decisions. So again, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's not about the individual. It's about a much larger picture, bigger picture. God trusted you with these assignments. If you abort it, it'll mean someone else will have to start over rather than you rather than starting from where you left off. If you ignore what the enemy is trying to do to your family, you're missing it. God showed you, He's showing you 
So you can deal with those demons. So you can deal with that strong man. He's showing you. And at the same time, in the midst of some things that happen in your family, growing up or through life, etc., God is also showing you that I've added on to your family. The people who weren't initially blood, but they're your family. So he's also going to look how I've also added on. So you ain't fighting this thing. And then, and then the ones he's adding on, it's going to help you fight the enemy who's been messing with your family. So thank God for that. He's showing you. In the midst of all that's going on and went on your bloodline, I've still sent you help. I've still sent you family. I've sent you additional family. You have responsibility. We have responsibility. And we got this. Strong man's time is up. They can try to send new ones our way. We're not going anywhere. We're here on purpose, on assignment. What are we backing down from? Who are we backing down from? For what? We run this yard. Simple as that. But if they want to test it, bring it on. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to walk in the power and authority of God. As for me and my house, we're going to take territory for the kingdom of God. Come with me. We ain't backing down. And we're going to trust God and seek him every step of the way. We ain't going out picking no fight. Getting no frivolous battles. Exerting our energy on low level stuff. We got to keep our, our focus on God. To see what's coming, to see what's around us. So we don't miss the mark. We got this and the good news is you're not in it by yourself. Amen. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Uh, so announcements again. Uh, a church on the go is this Saturday, February 29th at 11 a.m. Uh, at the Hyatt Place, Atlanta Alpharetta at 5595 Winwood Parkway. 5595 Winwood Parkway in Alpharetta, Georgia. So again, that's the Hyatt Place, Atlanta. 5595 Winward Parkway, Alpharetta, Georgia. Uh, and, and that flyer is also on the Facebook ministry page. And also, if you haven't registered for Boots on the Ground, again, you want to walk in the power of God. You want to take territory. You want to fulfill your God-given assignments in this earth. Uh, you want to be part of the glory movement. Then make sure you register for uh, Boots on the Ground. The registration link is go.urkingdom.org forward slash Boots on the Ground. That's go.letterur. Go.urkingdom.org forward slash boots on the ground. Make sure you register for that if you have not done so already. Amen. As we put in your action, uh, where your mouth is. Amen. So now it's time to take action as the great revival is now upon us. Amen. I believe that's all the announcements, of course. If you're not saved, Amy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Christ came that you may have life and that you may have life more abundantly. Salvation is not the end. It's just the beginning. So if you're not saved, you can't get it right without Christ. So if you have not accepted Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, this is your opportunity. And you can repeat after me, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead with all power in your hand. 
Father God, please forgive me for my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I want to live for you. I belong to you and you belong to me. If you said that for the first time, you are saved and we welcome you to the family of God. There are angels in heaven rejoicing. We rejoice with you and welcome you to the family of God. And if that's your first time saying that, accepting Christ, uh, you can send an email to info at thecoregreen.org, info at thecoregreen.org, so you can get some more information to help you on your journey. Second call, if you've been hearing the sound, you've been growing here, you're being stretched here, you've been listening to the word and it's stretching you and pushing you and Holy Spirit is letting you know that this is home. No matter where you are across the globe, if you know that I'm your pastor, your spiritual covering, this way you're getting fed, this way you're growing, then it's time for you to make that next step. And you can send an email to info at thecoregreen.org, info at thecoregreen.org, saying you only become a member of Upper Room Kingdom. Uh, and the second call is maybe you already have a church home, but you still feel very connected here. And I serve more as like a partner. You too can send an email to info at thecoregreen.org, saying you want to become a partner of Upper Room Kingdom. And again, we welcome you to the Room family in advance. Amen. Awesome. So uh, I will close us out in prayer. Father God, we come now to the end of yet another Bible study. We thank you for the word that went forth on tonight, oh God, that it's taken root in our heart, that you continue to remind us of, as, of our role as generational curse breaks and the power and authority you've given it unto us as godly strong men in this earth. We thank you for blessing the works of our hands, ordering our footsteps, continuing to renew our strength. We thank you for the heavenly host going before us and clearing the path and destroying every demonic wall, every demonic barrier as we bring forth your kingdom, as we bring forth your glory on this earth. I declare your spirit of peace is rested upon each and every individual under the sound of my voice. I declare where there is confusion, clarity shall come. Where there is lack, I declare increase. With a sorrow, I declare joy, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We love you, Abba. We bless your name. We glorify your name. We give your name all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. To Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. And of course, if you uh, make sure you go back and watch this Bible study, listen to this Bible study again, uh, you're not going to get it all in one sitting. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So as always, remember that you are the breath of God and God never wastes a breath. This is the Core Green sign out. God bless you. Have a smile upon you. See you soon. Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media. 